Riding Around is an improvised recap of a sitcom that never existed. Enjoy! I'm Kelly Quinn. And I'm Malin Von Euler-Hogan. We met as actors on the hit early 2000s sitcom Riding Around, the first network comedy ever to be filmed entirely on... And around... A bus. And we're still pretty good friends. And now we're doing the official Riding Around fan podcast. Each week, we'll talk about an episode of the show and bring you interviews, fun facts, and behind-the-scenes stories that only two people who were on the bus can tell you. Come ride around with us. Well, hello, Malin. How are your feet doing today? Oh my gosh. I I took your uh, lead and I went and got some Dr. Scholl's inserts myself and Mm -hmm. I am doing well. Picketing, not every day. I went one day and it's Mm -hmm. um, definitely I've seen an improvement in, in my feet. So thank you for asking. Oh, of course. You know, this stuff is not for the faint of heart, but I've got to say I'm loving being out there amongst the people and just feeling the energy and the the hope behind the cause. It feels electric. I saw that clip of you that was going around. <laughs> Thank you. So a yeah. reporter, I guess, must have recognized you and was like, let's get a a famous actor talking about the writer's strike. And normally, you know, I'm not often in a position where my politics line up with politics of my peers, but I have to say I was really feeling the spirit and I sort of uh, went off, as they say, and it went a little viral, which was so cool to experience. Yeah. That was fun. I was was just scrolling Twitter and I had to pause. I said, wait, I know her. Who's this radical? You know, that was kind of fun. (laughs) It's me. Yeah. I'm having such a good time with all this stuff and... Yeah, just much support and solidarity to everyone else in the labor movement, uh, both in New York and L.A. We're going to get there together. Oh, absolutely. And listeners, one thing I'm still trying to crack is a good riding around themed sign. Yes. I I haven't done it yet. Right now it just says get on the bus. But then people are coming up to me and asking, where is the bus bus? going? Yeah, Yeah, what what is this? And so I haven't cracked it yet. But if anyone has ideas, I'm all ears. Right. Definitely. Love to crowdsource that. And if you suggest it, we'll credit you on our little signs that we do at the next picket. So please send some stuff through. Yes. Yes. Not going to plagiarize our fans. That's for sure. No. Credit where credit is due. And you know what? I think we should just jump right into our episode today because I'm really excited about this one. It is a fan favorite Mm -hmm. episode in no small part because of our guest today, who's an incredible, hilarious actor. Please join us in welcoming to the show, Cody Coleman. Hi, Cody. Hello. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's an honor to be here. And I love that you both are picketing. Yeah. Cody, thank you. Have you been getting out there at all? I've been driving around doing some loops. Oh, hey, that's important. I'm yes. seeing a lot of cars and I'm I'm going Hong Kong and, and a handful of them will do it back, which is so fun. Exactly. Because you need. I feel like I'm there to give them permission to also honk. That's it. The honks, guess what? They're feeding the picketers because you can't do that stuff for hours nonstop without some sort of food, physical or emotional. And I really feel every time I heard a honk out on the picket line, I was feeling, wow, I can do this a little bit longer. Oh my gosh, yes. But one day maybe I'll get out there. I'm not a writer though, so I don't want to intrude, you know? Well, neither are we, Cody, but we're actors and now SAG's in on the action. This is what I Mm -hmm, hear. mm -hmm. So when you filmed Ride Around all those years ago, was it your first or second? I don't spend so long. First roll. First roll. First. No way. Wow. Yeah. Mind blown. That was the work. I mean, we watched the episode last night in prep for this. That is the work of a seasoned actor. I'm shocked, Cody. Cody. That was your first role. I mean, what? Too good, Cody. 
Well, yeah, I'm, I'm a trained background actor, actually. And I had worked on the set previously. Okay. I'm sorry, maybe you guys didn't see me, but I, I've i been on the set, so I kind of knew the vibe. Oh, no, I had definitely had not seen you. I, I will admit I did not interact a ton with right. uh, background. It's possible Andrea Merman would have known you. Did you ever get in a fight with one of the principals as an extra or no? Um, I did. I did. I did. But I was wow. quickly booted from set that day. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I was in the wrong. He thought I was taking over. But as a background person, you're just as yeah. important, you know? Uh, I was giving myself lines of dialogue, and I guess he didn't like that. Mm -hmm. so. Well, seems like it was good practice, though, for when you did eventually get to come on the show with mm -hmm. an actual speaking part, because you killed it, my friend. You did so, so well. And we're going to obviously talk more about that. But we were talking before you got on. When was the last time we saw each other? Because you came back once a season, I guess, to play this substitute bus driver role. Mm -hmm. And so we got to see you. It was kind of fun. It wasn't just a, we see you once, you kill it, and then we never see you again. We got right. to revisit this character in seasons three through seven, which is so fun. So was that the last time? Like, I have we seen each other since the show stopped airing? <sighs> since season seven. I fear we must. I, I don't know how we lost touch. But it was so fun that you guys kind of, you watched me grow up from seasons three through seven. Those were yeah. my formative years, I'd say. Yeah, your character was, yeah, a young substitute bus driver for Tom. And yeah, I guess I, I didn't really think about that. Isn't that. And also a fun fact that I actually don't tell, uh, I didn't tell the producers, I didn't have a license at the time. What? Oh my gosh, you could have fooled me on that one as well. You looked wow. like a very capable driver. Definitely Thank someone who so had much. had hands on, you know, a big steering wheel before. Right. Wow. Were you in a driving school at the time or you just went in raw? Per, uh, it was a permit, but oh. raw as the night is dark. You know, I yeah. still, <laughs> I hadn't had much experience. I was just clocking my hours. Wow. Right. Oh, wow. wow. Who, who taught you how to drive, Cody? <laughs> My mom, actually. I got to give it up for her because In, I never would have been able to tell. <laughs> really? Thank you. Shout we out to the moms, of, huh? Yeah. Shout out to Mother Tracy. Shout out to uh, the Lake of the Ozarks parking lot uh, where we stayed. That's kind of, we would do loops around there. Oh, wow. Now that's a piece of history. Listeners, you can yeah. go there and check out and see where Cody Coleman learned to drive. Wow. Right. Absolutely. And you'll notice it's. It's a counterclockwise driveway, so that's why I'm so good at left turns. <gasps> oh, which, uh, you know, if you're driving a bus, which obviously you didn't really have to do in this, I think we shot, correct me if I'm wrong, I think there was one turn that they wanted to get on camera, and then otherwise the bus was just, you know, stationary and we're mm -hmm. filming from within and using, you know, movie magic trickery to, to get the rest of it. But you must have been absolutely terrified when the director was like, okay, and now let's take the bus for a spin around the block so we can get this shot. I mean, were you freaking out? I was, I'll tell you what, terrified. And then when he says the turn's going to be a right turn, I go, oh my gosh, uh -oh. is this going to, is this going to be okay? But it also helps that the character, of course, uh, has a lead foot, kind of stomps on the mm -hmm. brakes, yes. makes everyone's groceries roll around. So yes. that was easy yes. to play into. That's so true. I didn't think about that, which is, creates so much of the comedy, of course, over the course mm. of the episode. We had an Apple podcast reviewer specifically call out this episode as one of their just absolute favorites. And the moment where you hit the brakes, Ethel's groceries go flying all over the place. A can of planter's nuts roll out and get stuck under your foot under the gas pedal and you say, now I know these aren't my nuts. I mean, <laughs> just 
Oh, pure my comedy. Gosh. So and you know that funny. was that was an improv line, really. <gasps> Yeah. Get out, Cody. So maybe I am oh. actually a writer and I'll join those WGA strikes. <laughs> yeah. Improved line because that day I actually brought cashews to work. And I see these planter nuts on the floor and I go, hold on a minute, that's not my nuts. <laughs> yeah. Wow. wow. Oh, hilarious. Gosh, I, I still, I laughed as hard as the first time I ever saw it last night when I was watching that back. God, I mean, that line, line made it onto T-shirts. I mean, it's one yep. of the most quoted lines from the show and to think mm-hmm. it didn't even come from the mind of one of our talented writers is pretty incredible stuff. Mm-hmm. Isn't that unbelievable? And I was waiting for someone in the podcast uh, comments to mention it. And mm-hmm. I've been waiting quite a while, so I'm glad someone did it finally. Oh, yeah. oh so you're a listener. That's so kind. Longtime listener. Cody. Oh, first, first time caller. <laughs> of course, right. Like the old radio shows. Well, listen, I'm going to go ahead and read the synopsis of season three, episode 10, and then Please. we just keep talking about whatever we want. Tom misses work to interview for a driver position in Richmond, and Royce, the substitute bus driver, struggles to replace him. Meanwhile, Marcia deals with a negative endorsement from Mrs. Mayer. Wow. So just to remind everyone to orient us kind of in this, Tom is gone because in the previous episode, he Mm. has just been a part of a collision that ended a motorcycle rider's life. Mm -hmm. The motorcycle rider played, of course, by Sarah Paulson, which we are done talking about, quite frankly. So I didn't sign up to do it again. Quite enough of her and quite enough of hearing from all of you. Mm -hmm. Um, Brilliant screaming in that episode. Yeah. And and that's what we said is that Mm -hmm. when she's doing dramatic work, there's no no one better. better. But, uh, you know, otherwise. What they had her doing in the three episodes prior to that attempting comedy was a it was a, a crime against God, I think. Which, mm. obviously, Cody, you've been listening. You know you know our, our right. stance on Sarah Paulson's comedic choices. But, yeah, so I think what made this episode such a favorite for so many people is that the previous episode was so heavy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then this one, we're getting a reprieve. Tom goes away, and we're not having to see this person who's, frankly, going to be dealing with a lot of trauma from this Mm -hmm. accident. He's conveniently gone, and we get to have just an absolute blast with Royce, this Mm -hmm. substitute bus driver that Cody played so, so well. Yes, a young kid from Bristol just stepping in, filling Tom's shoes, and doing a killer job of it. I mean, the writers really like him. They make a big meal of trying to tease out some conflict and see, ooh, are the writers going to hate him? How are they going to feel about, you know, essentially the father figure of the show being gone? No, turns out we love Royce. Mm-hmm. Despite the hard breaks. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that was terrifying. I'm walking into this role going, the, the shoes that I have to fill are massive, mm-hmm. size 14 yeah. minimum. And I'm, mm-hmm. yeah. and I, I was terrified really. No, for sure. I mean, how did you feel that table read must have been nerve wracking, right? Yeah. Cause weirdly Gus was there. Just Still like there. Sit, yeah. Sitting and at the table as well, script in hand. And it's like, what mm-hmm. are you doing? You don't have any yeah. lines. And ne- were you guys seated next to each other? Remind me, because that's how I remember it. But that could be just like a narrative my brain has constructed. Yes, next to each other, parallel. But he, his whole body turned at me the entire <laughs> time. <laughs> that is so. Okay. I mean, oh my that's god! Intimidation <sighs> tactics, right? Like, I feel like, I feel like Diana should have stepped in and maybe yeah. at least had him <laughs> face forward. But. Wow. Mm. And um, and so how did you feel then reading, you know, being funny under that kind of pressure? Uh, unsafe. 
I, yeah. 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 And that, I mean, that's not the environment that you want. Maybe for I right. uh, feeling unsafe in the episode before when it's so heavy and I can channel right. that emotion. But I mean, I, you got a comedy. You got to be light, fun, flirty. And yeah. it, it was hard. It was really hard. And to wow. this day, I'm convinced that he does not like me. Well, yeah, I wouldn't take I, that personally, Cody, because yeah. most days we don't know if he remembers that we're alive and we work together for eight years. So, you know, Gus is he's tricky, you know, and he's very particular. And that's one of the reasons we love him and we love the work he's done. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't go basing my self-esteem off of how he was feeling about me on any given day. I'll say that. No, thank you. I needed that. I'm very I mean, again, this was my first role. I'm constantly, I've only done one other commercial before, uh, and I didn't know that you're mic'd up the whole time. So Mm. kind of, I had a shaky experience first. And so this was my second time I had to kind of redeem myself. Wait, so what happened on the commercial shoot? You were saying untoward things while mic'd? It was kind of a stop, go, stop, go situation. Mm. That's commercials. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Classic commercial situation. And I said, I can't help but feel like I'm fucking up. Every time they stop, yeah. and then I hear Snickers over in the audio booth, <gasps> and I go, They're I'm listening. mic'd up, this mic is piping hot. Oh, it's piping wow. hot. Well, listen, that's not your fault, right? And if they're laughing, it's because what you said is just funny. And that's the thing about a commercial shoot that's so difficult to stay on top of is mm. I'm getting notes from the director and the creative team. Also, the client is here, right? Mm-hmm. Saying we want to make sure Seagram's gin is f- featured in a more prominent way. Can the actress look happier when she holds it? And it's like, listen, that's too many cooks in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. You, I think you listen to the director of the shoot and everything else fade in the background, but your first commercial, you're not going to be able to do that. No. Absolutely. And that and Gus felt like the client that day. Mm-hmm. I felt a need to impress. Right. He's right there. Body so true. towards me. Yeah. So you would say 45 degree angle knees into you, just watching you. Oh, yeah. Knee contact. Yeah. Oh. And oh, wow. just kind of watching, wincing, <laughs> oh, glaring. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's the kind of real time feedback that can really kill a performance. So mm-hmm. kudos to you for still pulling off right. an incredible Thank one. You. Do you remember auditioning for the role and wh- what that felt like? Because I imagine yes. they looked at a lot of people for this because, I mean, even just in a theoretical sense, you are replacing our lead <laughs> for a whole episode. Right. So it's got to be, yeah. they could have gone with a name e- easily. You know, if I'm writing that today... I, or casting that today. Right. I bet I'd try to get casting. Yeah. James Marsden in there or something. John you know? Hamm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the one of those two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I fall into their category often. I'm mm-hmm. pitted against them. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I was not. It was an in-person audition, of course. None of the self-tape stuff. Oh gosh. Nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't even oh. begun to think that way. Yeah. Yeah. As so we have two uh, people that hate self-tapes here. Oh yeah, you gotta make a whole movie studio in your right. I'm my own lighting. I'm my own hair and makeup. I'm my own sound. I'm my own cinematographer. You joking? I hate it. And then you have to recruit your husband to read lines Mm -hmm. with you, and it's just he's never doing it right. So yeah, yeah. I'm like then then I'm the director of him as well. I mean, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, Yeah. I have my mom sometimes reads for me, and uh, she asks for follow ups. Did you get the part? Did you get the part? Did you get the part? Oh, and I'm like, sure. mother, that's not, it's not how it works. Also, she'll stop <sighs> right. the scene when she's not liking the way she sounds. And I have, to, I have to remind her they actually don't care that much. Mom, they don't care how the reader sounds no. really at all. Yeah. Mm. Is, is your mom interested in becoming an actor? 
Uh, she did uh, civil rights law for a long time. So uh, they, okay. she, in, in the courtroom, she kind of channeled that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. This is something we say a lot. Every job is acting. Yeah, every job. You're a teacher, job. you're an actor. You're a spy, you're an actor. <laughs> you're a lawyer, you're an actor. And I think and this she, is verbatim yeah. something that we said two episodes ago. Yeah, yeah. Or two so or three. thinking yeah. about it again. Because just yeah. when you're right, you're right, you know? Yeah, and I really yeah. think I, I was on to something there. I mean, it, it can't be more true. I, she's met with death row inmates, and she has to be on, you know? Right. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But, oh, yes. So the audition was in person. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, and I actually wasn't used to the process. I I had three callbacks, oh, which yeah. I don't know if that's traditional. That's I've never major. been that far, and I haven't been that far since. Feels like feels like a lot. But, yeah, I mean, coming from the commercial world where at most, you know, sometimes they're sending right. you straight through to a callback, and that's all you get. And mm. maybe you get two. But, yeah, three callbacks, that is a lot. And that does sound, you know, our casting department was a little bit of a mess. And right. so that tracks with them. It's highly possible they just lost the tape of you and needed to see you do it all over again. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that, that definitely happened on the show. But it also could very well be they just could not decide between you, John Hamm, and James Marsden or whoever. Mm-hmm. It was. I think, yeah, I think it was a combination of that and me forgetting actually the lines in second, the first and second callback. You don't say. That's so funny. All of them? Clean slate? Every single one except for the first one uh, because I I confidently held my script Mm -hmm. for the first line and then put it down. And Uh. kind of like a baby with lacking object permanence, I go, what are my lines now? When they're out of you. Sure. Right. But I thankfully cried hard enough on the way out that they gave me another chance. And, you know, I crushed that third callback. I really did. Wow. That's such a lesson in, yeah, just being honest, being authentic and, you know, let that do Mm. the work for you. And in your case, it sounds like sobbing was able to win back the sympathies of the people doing this casting. Yeah, Mm because how many people would have left that room saying, don't let them see me cry, don't let them see me cry. But you let them and look Mm. what it got you. Yeah, we have to remember that the casting director is human as well. They're people too. Yes. They're looking at that emotion and they're going, I've cried before. Yeah. And so yeah. they say, let's give him one more chance. Let's get, let's get Cody back in here. Yeah, yeah. And see what he has to offer. Oh, that's really true. Okay, wow. So three callbacks and then you're in. And mm-hmm. gosh, I do remember shooting this was such a, you know, whatever effects they had to do to make the bus jolt around like it was, it was making a lot of us feel pretty sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, Malin, you had some stomach trouble that day. Oh, I remember yeah. Ethel feeling not feeling very well. How was that for you, Cody? Did you, I mean, you were young enough at the time that maybe your body was just a little, <laughs> a little sturdier than the rest of ours, certainly uh-huh. than Ethel's, but. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I actually get really seasick and no despite way. not Same. being, mm-hmm. n- not being a C, I, uh, it's, you're in the bus, you're on the set. So yeah. in my mind, the C could be out there. So I right. still, I did get seasick <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and it was hard, but thankfully I took. I used to take these before going on airplanes. What do you call it? The thing that... Yeah, Dramamine? You... Dramamine, yes, 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 oh, yes. Oh, right, right. I used to be deathly afraid of airplanes, thought a terrorist attack was imminent every time, but I kind uh-huh. of also 
living through 9-11 as a <laughs> right. six So Dramamine helps with that too. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's, mm. that's good. Mm. I need to actually add that to my set packing list. You know, it's, it's been a minute since I've been on a set, but I have some things I like to bring and I Dramamine is missing from my kit. So thank you for saying that. I'm going to write that down. Yeah. Dramamine, Tylenol PM, Motrin liquid. Okay, so talk to me about the PM the choice. PM. <laughs> you, I do my best work when uh-huh. I'm act, well, actually when I'm really tired. That's when I feel most uninhibited. <gasps> Interesting. Oh, I love this. Okay, yeah. you're tricking your so, brain chemically to calm down a little right. bit. And oh, you have that's to force brilliant. Force yourself to stay up. And so I was actually three Tylenol PMs deep when we shot that episode. No way. Oh. You know, that's so interesting because James Muhammad, who of course played Sammy, one of the regular riders of the bus, was taking as he, I mean, I think he used the phrase fistfuls of beta blockers to calm himself down before table reads and then before shooting episodes. So it sounds like Tylenol PM was your fistful of beta blockers, maybe. It was. And I'm actually not familiar what beta blockers do, but I did take one. Uh, mm, yeah. Okay. yeah, I'm not sure how that would interact with a Tylenol PM, but right. it's supposed to, I guess inhibit your nervous system in some way, right? So you don't mm-hmm. feel the sort of amped up, anxious mm-hmm. uh, nervousness yeah. that you sometimes get prior to a performance. Mm. That's my understanding anyway. I've yet to take one, though they do sound really, really nice just from how James they spoke sound about it. really helpful, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And it was helpful because I did make that right turn with ease mm, in the end. Yes. So, mm-hmm. You know, the more I hear about this, the the happier I am that they sort of cleared that block entirely because Mm -hmm. you were under the influence of quite a number of substances. Mm -hmm. I have since learned that that is um, under the influence. Yeah. um, As well as edibles, actually, is driving under the influence. And, in fact, you're not allowed to ride Lime scooters uh, on on edibles or on, on alcohol. Yeah, you can get um, a that makes a lot of sense to me because uh, the way people drive those around LA, I mean, they thank God they don't have them in New York. I mean, they're littering sidewalks. You know, people are throwing them down without regard for people around them, cars no around them. Yeah, yeah, no regard. So yeah, it's you shouldn't be able to combine that with pills or or weed or alcohol or. Whatever but also, they should doing. put a sign on those that says that. I agree. <laughs> Just let let people know. Yeah. And clarify the rules too. If I if I take an edible and I start driving immediately, am I going to get a DUI even if it hasn't hit yet? Kind of like right, yeah, right, yeah. If you live 15 minutes from your house and you know I have time, does that count? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. Wow, lots to think, think about. Yeah, yeah. So, Cody, then are you? Can I ask? Are you partying these days? It sounds like you <laughs> you love to have stuff flowing through your body. I am partying uh, now that I'm single. <laughs> now that I'm single, uh, the wife and I uh, had a split. Oh, after- congratulations, oh. or I'm sorry, depending on how you feel about it. Thank you so much. I'm actually happy. It's for the best. I learned I'm gay. She mm. learned she's lesbian. So it was really for the best. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, Cody, wow. Congratulations, then. Here's to you uh, living your uh, fullest life. Thank you so much. I, and yeah, best of friends. I mean, you know, the lesbians and the gays are like this, so it explains right. why we marry each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I would say the most most gay men I know don't don't really want to touch lesbians with a ten foot pole, but you know that might just have been my experience. Wow, isn't that interesting? So you two are close, and you know, because my husband Derek and I just split, and neither of us is gay or a lesbian, and we're having a really hard time with it. 
Um, really? Yeah. Mm. So a lot of enmity between the two of us. And I, I'd like to think about how we could turn around. Maybe I'll try to approach it like I'm a lesbian and like he's a gay man. Yeah. Maybe it'd be easier if both of you uh, came out in some way. So yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? I wish. I wish. Be so easy. Gosh. Marry my yeah. best friends. Have a great time. Yeah. And that's what I, uh, Yeah. I said it is so easy. I'd say give it a try. You and think? Have you <laughs> had that experience easy, with coming being out late in life? So nice. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's pretty easy, and uh-huh. uh, yeah, I was just ready to make the choice. <laughs> so uh, I love yeah. that. Uh-huh. And it's so important that we all have that choice. Yeah. Yes. So I know, yeah, you're because you're really politically involved as well. It must be that civil rights lawyer mom of yours, right? Yes, got me. Uh, got me involved early. LGBTQ plus advocate, mm-hmm. but I also do a lot of climate stuff as well. Okay, now I need to be do- I need to be doing more, and I often think I was on a show about a bus. Why am I not in like bus commercials? I feel like that's right. a way that you know Kelly and I we could really well all of us Greyhound here we could really Peter contribute. Or, yeah, well, see, and I was thinking public the transit bus. buses. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but commercially, you know, the opportunity is there and it's foolish they haven't taken taken us yeah, up on it. Yeah, right, right. It's right there for the taking if anyone right. listening is working on any mm. kind of public transportation campaign. Uh, mm-hmm. My hand's up. I'm, I'm happy to do it. Right. But I that assume there are other other kinds of activism, Cody, that you must be doing unless, right. unless it's all commercial about climate. Or, yeah. yeah. I have, I've done one Metro commercial, but that's kind of the start and stop of my what? Transit you did a metro work. Oh, it, yeah, uh, the the metro. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, it wasn't bus related though. I'm sure they're okay. holding right. out for you. Okay, all. yeah, yeah. Okay, that's good. L.A. Transit uh, uh-huh. trains, trains, train, train, trains. Yeah, subways oh, that's so and cool. such. Oh, cool! Wow, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. huge. That's huge. Absolutely. I know. I understand. No one's people aren't taking those quite as much, but right, I sure don't. Um, yeah, <laughs> when I'm out there, I try not to. But but we all we all should. As we should. I mean, I sure. just saw the other day bikes. How about that? How about a bike? You oh. rent out a bike, take it and drop it back off. I mean, we need to be doing more of that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that reminds yeah. me. There's something like that in New York, Kelly. Um, do you ever no, do that? What are you talking I th- about? It's like, t- uh, starts with like an a S. City bike? City yes. City bike. Yes. City bike. I have seen. Yeah. yeah what is that? S i t t y bike. Yeah. In a sort mm. of horrible shade of blue. No, I don't ride them, and I I prefer the girls not to either, just because Manhattan drivers I don't trust. I do Mm-mm. not trust. Uh, and not the Brooklyn no. ones either. Yeah. Oh no, and we don't. We tend not to go to Brooklyn, but when we do, yeah, we're taking cars. I'm ashamed yeah. to say we're taking yeah. cars, and maybe mm. that's something I need to look at. So thank you both mm. for yeah, yeah. challenging well, me a little today, Kelly. That foundation you're starting. Oh, I know I you got a lot on your plate so with that. forgotten about the foundation, yeah. But wow. I maybe add in a little climate action there. Right. That could be – it's very – it's very – I shouldn't say in because it's not a trend, of course. But it's right very uh, big right now. Yeah. And women and girls will be affected by it, which, of course, is my main concern always. And, and maybe disproportionately so. We don't know. But right. I, I, one could probably argue that. Okay. Probably. I went to Santa Santa Monica the other day. Women and girls are everywhere, and with <laughs> oceans and with the ocean rising, Santa Monica oh. is probably going to be disproportionately affected. Yeah, oh, you got to worry about the pier, about the roller coaster, and all the stuff down there. They're losing mm-hmm. beach by the second out mm-hmm. there. Yeah, Ugh. absolutely. And talk about erosion on those houses. Oh, oh, right. I mean. 
Thank goodness. Property yeah. values, I don't I don't even want to think about that stuff. Listen, it's about to be a difficult world for all of us. And yeah. Right? Yeah. Those poor families with those Santa Monica houses on the mm-hmm. beach. Yeah. Ugh, makes me sick to think about. Molly, your character, this show, has a B-plot. And mm-hmm. we're back to your relationship with the mayor of the city, mm-hmm. who, again... Her endorsement technically has no sway on how people vote one way or the other, but people are probably listening and and she and she gives you the thumbs down and mm-hmm. that's got to hurt. It did. Yeah, especially because, you know, as you can tell from the synopsis we read, she doesn't just not endorse me as in there's an absence of one. She gives mm-hmm. a negative endorsement. Yeah. So she goes out of her way to tell mm-hmm. the people of Bristol, do not vote for this woman. Mm-hmm. And I mean... <laughs> You got to give it up to these writers. It's funny. Right. That is it's a funny, really funny thing to do. She could have just endorsed my opponent. Right. And yet she had to go out of her way to be nasty about me. And um, as someone who gets so into her characters, I obviously found that hard just as as Malin because it felt personal. You know what she's saying? It felt felt real to me. And that's one of those moments where you're saying, are the writers looking at my personality and adding it into the show? Right. Right. Am I the sort of loser of this bunch? But I have to yeah. say, you're not. And it's so clear watching it back that you're not. I mean, a hilarious oh, performance, the way you perform this rejection is so funny and interesting. And it was so nice to have Mrs., you know, the actress who played the mayor, Gwendolyn Hewitt, on the show recently, just to remind us that, like, it was all good. It was all then. Yeah, it was good, acting. You know? And I I need to be reminded of that sometimes. Right. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you take it all so personally because you're such a professional. But but what Look, I do love. The same way, yeah. Oh, you take mm-hmm. it personally. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You said what? What'd you do? Oh, no. I just, I did love that as I'm getting this like awful news, it gets interrupted by once again, Royce slamming the brakes. <laughs> and it's just, it's hard to stay mad at your, you know, situation in life when everybody's laughing around you and mm-hmm. bonking their head on the seat in front of them and right, all yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, I thought those groceries were going through the windshield. Uh, <laughs> it, helps, it helps that I do have, I genuinely in real life have a lead foot, a lead foot from a childhood operation. So it was really oh. easy to go into that role and kind of oh, on that break and have that bus shake. Oh, and we should talk about this. I don't know if everyone would know this, but the groceries as they go flying, that was actually props, you know, physically mm-hmm. throwing them because when we tried to mm-hmm. do it just kind of naturally, it's like have them roll down the aisle and you just weren't getting always look. Yeah. You needed you need some air to make those mm-hmm. vegetables and and cans and such really look like they're um, mm-hmm. flying. And so Patricia, actually, I think it was probably one of Patricia's assistants, was back there just mm-hmm. launching, you know, cucumbers, <laughs> pineapples. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. funny. And, of, of course, right. the famous planter's nuts. But Of course. So, yes, so and funny. The, the velocity has to match kind of the stomp of the break. And right. because, mm-hmm. I was, because I was really slamming that thing, they wanted to make sure that it, it looked like Things were being hurled, and I, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that was so clever. I even got bonked a couple times. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> oh, so funny. Because the choreography of that was actually quite tricky, like lining up the stomp, the break, and the subsequent. Because there's a bit of a delay, right? You stomp, you break, mm-hmm. and then it goes flying. Yeah. And knowing which way things roll when when you turn to the right. See, I, even I just now, I, I did it the wrong way. I oh, think. yeah. Wait, I didn't wow. even think about it. So you we right. on the bus turn, turn right, right and then everything right. probably goes kind of leftward. So it's le- so then it's really coming for your head, Cody. That's hilarious. Yeah. So funny. It's kind of backward in my mm. head. Yeah. 
So uh, do you get recognized? Because I know you weren't, you know, you were showing up in an episode per season, but it's such an iconic episode. We were wondering whether you have the same issues we do with getting recognized out and about. You know, not once actually. And that could be, isn't that a shocking? That's a crime, Uh, actually. I'm always ready to receive, uh, but it could just be that I have such a different vibe uh, uh, since the show aired uh, as a gay man. People probably don't don't recognize uh, me because on the show I was I was so I was very butch, very straight, you know. Yeah, that's right. my, that's how I remember you. And and yeah, yeah I'm really not getting that today. Wow. Not, not butch mm. at all. Yeah. No. That must be it. Well, I'm glad then that we're having you on and and introducing you to the writing around fan base as your new self, because now listeners, look out, keep your eyes peeled for a a gayer seeming Royce. And and that's Cody, our friend. (laughs) Yes, Cody Coleman is ready to receive you. And can I ask, how is it? How is auditioning now that you've come out? Do you feel different going into auditions? I feel a little different. I had a casting director the other day. Uh, tell me to be bitchier. And I go, um, what, is, what do we mean by this? What do yeah, we mean right. by this? Yeah. Uh, so I kind of just added a sleigh hunty queen before and after the line. And, uh-huh. and you know what? I, I crushed that audition and I'm, well, I'm waiting to hear back, but we'll see. Wow. Oh, mm. fingers crossed. I hope you get that. And Thank how you. cool to just add a sleigh hunty queen onto mm-hmm. a line and then totally change the performance. Sometimes it is yep. as small as that. Bookend mm-hmm. with a slave yes. queen, yeah, wow. No, it works. It works. Mm. Really, it really works wonders. And Kelly, maybe you, maybe you offer that advice to your husband. Uh, <laughs> he yeah. wishes he could pull off a slave hunty queen. <laughs> He's never in his life had the charisma. And wow, I'm feeling some anger towards him these days. I yeah, I have I've noticed that. that you were being so magnanimous before. I was really and, trying to be pretty circumspect, yeah. and these days I'm just feeling like. Nope. Did something happen with that coworker of his, or this? Yeah. Just well, sort he's of... in, he's in a relationship with Cassandra <gasps> fully. Yeah, he is. No. Oh my god. Yeah, and I learned from the girls. They were over for a weekend, and he just had her there watching movies and playing the role <sighs> of mother as if nothing had changed, and he wasn't going to tell me. And um, you know, oh. so I'm not feeling amazing about that. But wow. So he's still straight, I guess. Yeah, he's still straight, and with his much younger coworker, and. Mm. That's sorry, really Cody. Difficult. That's yeah. Well, no, and what's the age gap? I'm sorry. Their age gap, I think it's I think it's got to be 14 or 15 years. Wow. Okay. That's yeah. that's a healthy generational gap. Yeah. 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 That is different TV shows growing up. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, as a child of divorce, I uh, you know I've kind of grown into my own, and I think it was for the best in the end. You so think? Maybe. Okay. Absolutely. Because I do worry for my girls, but obviously you turned out brilliant and and mm-hmm. so I shouldn't be too worried about them. Yeah. No, I have a crippling need to please, but I, I think that's unrelated. Unrelated. To well, and don't we, isn't that why we're all in this business, huh? Uh, right. You know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I do suggest perhaps like a divorce party. My parents got married in Hawaii, quickly divorced after. Isn't that such a fun idea? I'm thinking, like, why not? That seems like a nice little bow on the marriage, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Would you come to New York for that, Mullen? I can help plan or have, have Carly make some calls and, and you know, she's she can look up caterers and that kind of thing. But I, think I don't know how we're really big nice. we're thinking, you know. Oh, I'm thinking probably 200 people. I mean, I'm, I, 
if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it, you know? So yeah, yeah. Sit down. It's a wonderful dinner, idea. Type, yeah, Cody, okay. Of course, if you would like an invitation, it's yours. If you're ever out on the East coast, if I can convince you to come out because yeah, I think I need something like that. I would love to. And maybe I, I'll take some pictures and of course you'll have the last dance and that'll be beautiful to watch really. So the last dance, is this a ritual in a, a divorce party type? I imagine because you have the first dance at the <laughs> wedding, right? So yeah. we, oh, we'd probably have a last one as well. Oh, so Derek has oh, to be there. imagining Derek is here. Oh, see, I was thinking that each of you does a separate one. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Huh. And that's probably my bias coming uh because I get along so well with my lesbian ex-wife. So that's mm. probably my bias That is there, what it is. Right. You're thinking, I'd love to have a party with her. She's awesome. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Ugh. well, something to think about, Kelly. We can obviously talk offline about this. Um, okay. Get to planning. But uh, something to mark the occasion probably would be healthy and yes. a good you. way to, I don't know, officially start on your new journey. Yeah. And you know what? I will say the fan letters are really helping. Every time I'm feeling a little down, I can go into my inbox, get another one today that I, I would just, I, you know, I would love to thank her for sending this. Um, mm-hmm. This came from Alex S. And she said, Dear Kelly, I'm also going through a divorce right now. My husband is a lying, cheating piece of shit, and I wish I'd never met the guy. I live in New York and keep looking for you at Whole Foods. Haha, let me know if you ever want to team up and goodbye Earl, our exes together. Stay strong, girl. We got this. And Mm, that felt good. It felt good to read. So thank you all for that. That is the kind of thing I would have loved to hear when I was going through my divorce. I felt so alone. It's like no one else is listening to to the Dixie Chicks or the chicks on repeat and, mm-hmm. and feeling the way that I am, you know? Alex S., you're a, a, an angel for writing in with that. Yeah, thank you so, so much. So very brave to write that. And I, I must ask, and this is probably my fault for not knowing, what is an Earl, your husband? Goodbye Earl is the name of a mm. song from the chicks in their, you know, 2000s mm-hmm. days about a woman and her best friend killing the abusive spouse of, of one of their yes. friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I that I now know that, and they did the not ready to make nice rights too. Yes, yes that's which them is as well another good so they, anthem. Yeah, absolutely. They they weren't ready to make nice in either song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Oh right. yeah, cue those up on the playlist tonight, Kelly. Have yourself a glass of wine and just I think just sing along and work out a bit of that anger. That sounds. I think I will. Healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Probably healthier than doing it here again. Apologies for, yeah, being, I mean, I might have, I might have Carly cut some of this later. Yeah. 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 Well, Cody, it has been such a pleasure having you here, talking to you, reliving one of the funniest episodes we've ever made as a cast. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me and remembering that I was on the show. (laughs) It just seems like the, uh, some people in the public don't remember, but. Cody, uh, well. We're changing that with this episode. Yes. People are going to find you, my friend. Yes. And before we let you go, are you working on anything these days or anything you'd like to plug? Right. Um, no, no big plugs now. I'm waiting on the uh, the audition uh, yeah. that I slay mm-hmm. hunty queened. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully that, hopefully that pans out. But other than that, truly just come up to me on the street, say hi. I always carry a pen if you want me to sign a piece of paper, your arm. But yeah, thank you all for having me, my goodness. 
Thank you so much to all of our listeners. Thank you also to Kelsey Bailey for our logo and to John Purcell for our theme music and for mixing the show. You can follow us at Writing Around Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And send your thoughts and questions to our email address, writingaroundpod at gmail.com. Please subscribe, rate us, and review us anywhere you find your podcasts. And if you leave your favorite Writing Around memory in your review, we'll read it in an upcoming show. Come back and join us next week. We'll have another great episode for you that you won't want to miss. See you then. Hack, hack.